the Public Enterprises Minister Praveen Gordhan announcing a Takatso Consortium as the new strategic equity partner for SAA. Takatso will own 51% of the restructured airline, while government will hold a 49% stake in the new SAA. And government says it will not be putting any money into the new consortium. Uh, Gordhan says that Takatso will invest just over 3 billion rand into the new airline. Uh, he also says that after the Conclusion of all business rescue processes, the purchase agreement will be signed with Takatsu Consortium. Cabinet on Wednesday agreed that having taken note of the fact that on the 30th of April, uh, SAA came out of business rescue, that the following parameters within which SAA will work in the future. SAA will be owned by a partnership between government and a strategic equity partner. Having evaluated the current environment, government has agreed to the SEP owning 51% of the shareholding and government 49% of the shareholding. The strategic equity partner is known as Takatso, which is a consortium. And the word Takatso in Sutu means aspire. And this consortium is 51% black-owned. It brings together two very resourceful entities, Harith, which is a funder, an infrastructure investor, and an airport owner, and Global Airways, which has uh, sufficient and interesting experience uh, in the airline industry. This is, as our statement indicates, a demonstration of South Africa's ability to develop an entirely homegrown solution to successfully relaunch SAA, as I pointed out earlier, as a sustainable, competitive and transformed airline. And once again, so that we understand this clearly, this airline is not dependent on the fiscus. So that we understand the basis of the past and the future, the past has always been one in which government takes responsibility for example, for the voluntary severance packages and any other financial responsibilities arising from, let's call it the old SAA. As of the relaunch of SAA, the finances for the operations of SAA will be provided by the Takatsu Consortium and not by government. So why did government look into the possibilities of a strategic equity partner? This gives us an opportunity to combine both public and private sector capabilities in order to reposition SAA, both within the domestic market, but importantly on the continent and beyond as well. It will enable us to augment SAA with technical, financial and operational expertise. And uh, that, of course, was uh, the announcement made earlier on South African Airways by Public Enterprises Minister Praveen Gordhan. And uh, for more, we join on the line now by Advocate Melanchthon Makobe, who's the Acting Director General at the Department of Public Enterprises. Advocate Makobe, thanks for your time. Welcome to Updated Noon. Good afternoon, Sagin, and good afternoon to your listeners. Uh, let's start, Advocate, by um, uh, speaking to the 51% stake uh, that uh, the equity partner now um, will own in SAA. How was that decision ar- arrived at? Yeah, as we had indicated before, 
that uh, the fiscal is not able to finance SAA going forward. And we had to come up uh, with a mechanism in which we can get funding into SAA. And it was decided, uh, as the minister has said in cabinet, to bring a strategic equity partner so that the partner can then uh, inject the necessary capital for the relaunch of the new SAA. The question, of course, is uh, uh, why the government would essentially give up a controlling stake in SAA, given the amount of money that has already been spent on this entity. And, of course, the um, equity partner only putting, it three, putting in $3 billion at this stage. I think we need to separate two issues. Uh, one issue is that there was historical liabilities that SAA had, and you can't expect a new uh, equity partner to come and pay for that. So government had to clean up SAA, if I can use that word, uh, so that we can then get into a new partnership with a strategic equity partner. Now, you've got to understand that the $3 billion that they will be injecting into SAA is the initial you know, amount that they are going to be investing for the relaunch of the new SAA. And going forward, you know, given the capital requirements uh, that may be there, then they will determine what further injection will be made. But of importance is to understand that government will not be funding SAA going forward. So let's just understand. Uh, that means then, of course, that uh, they will be taking over essentially a clean enterprise. Yes, because the purpose of the business rescue process was to do that, to restructure SAA, to clean up the, the liabilities. But there is a mechanism that is called the receivership, which is going to be paying for the outstanding liabilities, which is the aircraft lessors and uh, uh, ticket liabilities. But going forward, then the ACP will be providing the funding for the new SAA. So if it has been cleaned up now through the business rescue process, given that government has already funded bailouts to the tune of 32.3 billion rand uh, from 2008 until 2020 on SAA, why did government not just then start over again and perhaps try to run this entity better? But you see, for us to be able to to, to run um, SAA going forward, we need capital. For us to relaunch SAA, we'll need money. And that's why that's where the SEP comes in, to provide the necessary capital injection so that uh, SAA can move forward. And as we have said, you know, government is very much constrained in terms of funding and will not be able to fund SAA going forward. And that's why the SEP must come in and provide the necessary capital. We will have done it, but we don't have the capital to do that. Mm. So let's look at how much capital is needed uh, in the initial stage to get the airline up and running again. You spoke about the three billion rand um, uh, injection that Takatsu will make initially. How much in, uh, let's say, the first 20, uh, tw- not even 24, the first 12 months of its operations uh, are you expecting uh, the equity partner to inject? Well, the $3 billion that they will be uh, investing initially will be sufficient uh, to be able to, to get the SAA metal on the sky uh, so that we can then relaunch. And then as we proceed and as we grow, uh, then they will be able to determine how much more they can uh, invest into SAA to make sure that it grows and goes forward. But initially, the amount that they are going to be putting in of $3 billion, uh, will be enough uh, to relaunch SAA. And this is what boggles the mind, uh, Advocate Makobe, because, as I said, if we've already, just from 2008 till 2020, spent 32.3 billion rand of uh, taxpayer-funded bailouts on SAA, 
why couldn't we now that it is now cleared and it's an enterprise ready, clean to take off to the skies again, uh, find three billion rand? But as you know, our fiscal is very much constrained. There are very competent, you know, priorities in government. You know, you've got COVID-19, you need to get the vaccines in. And there's a lot of priorities in government. So a government simply doesn't have the money to be investing further into SAA. What it has invested is sufficient. At least we are not presenting an airline that has been liquidated. We are presenting an airline that has been restructured. So that money has not been wasted because the, this entity has been restructured. And going forward, we are saying we need the capital. But given the compa- competing um, you know, priorities of government, government is not able to capitalize SAA further. And that's why we are making the mas- message loud clear that going forward, the fiscals will not be uh, funding SAA. Um, Advocate Makobe, how many bidders were there? That uh, How many power people or companies, consortia, were there that you were engaging? We've got a lot, lot of interest in actual fact, uh, Sajima, on SAA. You know, uh, you know, over 20 uh, proposals were received, and obviously we'll have to sift through and, and check whether they've got the financial muscles. We've got to do the due diligence to check whether these people will be able to, you know, uh, to, to put the, the necessary capital required. And then it came out that uh, the Gaso Consortium becomes the preferred bidder. But I must indicate that there was strong interest in SAA. Mm. And um, you say they were the preferred bidder. Uh, what was it that sealed the deal on their behalf? Well, because we had to look at, uh, firstly, uh, you know, a consortium that is locally based. And that's, as, as Minister had said this morning, we needed a homegrown solution to, to really successfully launch um, SAA as a sustainable, competitive and transformative airline. You know, and given the work that um, uh, Harriet General Partners and Global Airways have done in the country, uh, that really gave, gave them an edge uh, without they really having to disclose uh, the, the procurement process that was followed. Mm. And um, the three billion rand injection from uh, the consortium, how much will government have to inject uh, for its 49% stake? Well, we've already cleaned up. We've already cleaned up the, the entity. So uh, we, we are going to be relying on, on the injection of the of Dakar to going forward. Because as I said, you know, we, as you have already said yourself, that we have invested a lot of money into SAA in cleaning up the historical debt. But now Dakar will take it forward from here in this restructured SAA. Well, we leave it there for today. And uh, that, of course, was Advocate uh, Melanchthon uh, Makobe, who's the Acting Director General at the Department of Public Enterprises. would love to hear from you what your take is on all of this. 0826923909. Uh, that's our voice note number. You can also send us an SMS to 41391 and uh, Twitter or Facebook at Updated Nuno at Sakina Kamwendo. Let's get some analysis on this matter now. We're joined by Kaya Sitole, Independent Analyst. Kaya, good afternoon. So, um, firstly, your take on uh, the announcement today.
right, uh, seemingly have dropped that line to Kaya Sitole. We'll try and get him back. Uh, but as I was saying, um, I really am uh, very interested uh, in your views this afternoon. Uh, it seems as though the social media platforms buzz uh, with uh, people's reaction to the announcement by Minister Praveen Gordhan uh, that uh, SAA has now uh, sold a 51% stake of that business uh, to Takatsu Consortium. And uh, the consortium uh, is, of course, uh, made up of um, Global Airways and Harith General Partners. And we'll tell you a little bit more about them uh, with analyst Kaya Sitole, who I believe is on the line to us now. Kaya, good afternoon and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you and good afternoon to the listeners. So let me first gauge your reaction to the announcement. Well, I think it was surprising, and I suppose what's more surprising is that in a space of two days, we've had two truly momentous announcements relating to the state of financing state-owned enterprises. We never thought we'd ever see this day, but obviously with the SAA one, it's probably more likely than the ESCOM conversation because after business rescue, the big question was what happens next, and clearly the government has eventually come around to realize that they cannot do this based on how they understand how airlines ought to be run, and they need someone to partner with, and they've chosen them. Mm. So before we even speak about the partners, let's just look at the deal, uh, this 51% stake. Firstly, are you surprised at that, that government gave away a controlling stake in SAA, given all the money that they've already spent on this entity? And uh, secondly, does it actually make a financial uh, sense? I think I was more surprised that any equity partner would be able to have government owning 49% of the stake because the suspicion here is that government is not putting up any fresh capital. So if they're not putting up anything new, all they're really giving you is a right to operate within the current um, uh, landscape. You don't have to go through the process of starting an airline from scratch. So they're really giving you the legacy resources. And all you have to do is then do that operational work. Whether that amounts to a 49% stake is a story for another day. But I think the surprising thing is that there was an equity partner who was willing to give up that much of a stake to the government. That's the first part. The secondary part, of course, is that when we look at the three billion rand, I think the three billion rand is definitely not the amount that this transaction required. The three billion rand was probably what was needed just to start the process of figuring out what needs to be done, how many routes are you going to be able to do, and then thereafter there will be additional resources that are going to be required. So this idea that this is the last we've seen of the bailout is a bit of a difficult one because even though tomorrow it will not be called a bailout, the state as a 49% shareholder cannot sit out a conversation that says we need another tender to buy another airline because uh, another aircraft because we need it to operate. But how will they justify that? Uh, Because the question I was asking the acting DG was, uh, given that South African taxpayers had bailed out SAA to the tune of 32.3 billion rand since 2008 up until 2020, um, it almost feels uh, like the taxpayer is uh, the biggest loser here because after spending all of that money, uh, it is then just handed over. And I get your point about the equity partner and what's in it for them, but what's in it for the taxpayer who's lost so much? I think they won't even bother to try and justify it. And it will be a very elegant explanation that says, historically, a bailout comes after SAA has spent 100 rand and then they discover that they cannot pay it. And then they go to the state and say, can you pay that debt on our behalf? 
What will be different now is that for every request for funding, it will be on a prospective basis. So they'll come and say, we've decided that we need another additional two assets. We need to hire 10 more people going forward. So that's what this amount of money that you need. And the way the world of of financial language will work is that no one will call that a bailout and will use the term investment. But essentially, it's still the state putting money into this airline. But what would make it a bit different is that once it becomes a prospective uh, question, then we'll be able to say, but you said you were doing so to hire 10 people, where are the 10 people? Which is a bit different to what they've been doing historically, where they've literally been putting money into a black hole relating to transactions that have already been done. Now, with all of that spade work being done, and I asked this question to the DG as well, why couldn't the government then just find a new way of working and run SAA effectively? The government could have found a way of running SAA effectively, but that would assume that we believe that the government has the capacity to run any asset effectively. And unfortunately, the evidence in front of us is that as soon as they get the license to run something, they see that as a license to conflate the issues of politics versus the issues of governance. So as soon as you give them a carte blanche to say they run an entity, then they decide that between Sakina and Kaya, the person who must run that asset is not the one who's competent, but rather the one who has some sense of loyalty to the ANC, who has some card-carrying membership status, and that's where things start falling apart. So what you're going to see with this particular transaction is that there'll be a couple of very important agreements. The first agreement is the one that we heard about today, which is a shareholder agreement that says that you are 51% and I'm 49%. But that, for me, is not as important as the agreement that will come afterwards, which is a management agreement that then tells us that operationally... This is the person in charge of what? And what you want to see in that agreement is a very explicit undertaking that when it comes to the matters of appointing the CEO, the CFO, the chief aviation specialist, that will be the decision made by the corporates in the room rather than the politicians in the room. So the management agreement is actually far more important than the shareholder agreement that we're speaking about today. Let's talk about the partners, Kaya. Um, <laughs> because I yeah, think this is interesting. There are a lot of people that bid for this, and Harris managed to emerge as the winner. We do not know what the other bidders put up, but of course, in relation to Harris, we do know that they've got a track record as a pan-African investor, and they also have that secondary issue where people have seen them as being a bit too close to the political elite. If you look at the history of how they were funded, there's always a question of political proximity. Whether that played a role in this part is something that we'll never find out because I can guarantee you that nobody in the room is ever going to tell us how exactly this call was made. And just again to remind our listeners, uh, Harith, uh, who are the key players there? So back when uh, the PIC was operating in a different world, what they wanted to do was to have an arm that was going to invest in what they referred to as pan-African assets. So they wanted to invest in South Africa and also in other emerging um, economies across the continent. So the Harris Fund was essentially set up as one of the structures within the PIC. But what we then saw is that later on, the individuals that run the Harris Fund today, Jabu Mulekete, for example, was a former deputy finance minister. And of course, deputy finance minister back then meant that he was a chair of the Public Investment Corporation. We know that Sefo Mashele, who is the leader of the Harris Fund, also used to be in the PIC. So it actually is a spin-off from the Public Investment Corporation that has now become a standalone entity. But the individuals that run it do have that sort of political clout and political track record that we can never get away from. Interesting. And then uh, for their part, uh, the uh, Global Airways? 
Global Aviation Airways seems to be an entity that has played in the, the aviation value chain in different parts. So they've got a couple of entities. If you look at their track record, they, they say we do this part in the aviation value chain, we do that. So they are essentially the operational expertise element of this particular transaction where they'll say we've been on the ground, we've actually run airlines, we, we've actually done the operational part. So that's where the synergies are going to come in from where I see it. Well, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much, uh, Kaya Sitole, for some analysis on uh, the earlier announcement uh, by Minister of Public Enterprises, Praveen Gordhan, that Takatso Consortium, uh, made up there of um, uh, Global Airways and Harith Enterprises, uh, they are the new consortium that will own a 51% stake in the restructured SAA and government will retain a 49% stake.